The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Tuesday, March 29th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. A new supply chain issue could be on its way soon to one of the busiest ports in the world. New contract negotiations for more than 22,000 union dock workers will be going on soon, and if history is any indicator, we are in for some disruptions. These workers have been working around the clock for most of the pandemic, and some points of resistance could be more automation at the ports. Peter Goodman, global economics correspondent at the New York Times, joins us for this possible supply chain risk. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk a little bit about some uh, possible supply chain issues that could be coming our way. We've been talking a lot about inflation, all the things that impact that. The supply chain issues have been one of those things that a lot of people point to. And, you know, we saw just a month or a few months ago, you know, all the hassle that was going on at the ports of L.A., uh, you know, all these shipping containers and big ships just having uh, just tons of products on there, not being able to be offloaded because of all the delays and things that were happening. Well, there's a worry that this could be happening again, as a lot of the dock workers are coming very soon to their contract negotiations. And if a strike could happen, we could be in for it all over again. So, Peter, help us uh, walk through some of this. What are we seeing? Well, first of all, we're still in it. You still have, uh, as we speak, uh, several dozen ships that are floating in the Pacific off the ports of L.A. and Long Beach, which collectively are the gateway for something like 40 percent of all imports coming into the U.S. from Asia. Uh, So, you know, by no means are we in. I mean, I don't really know what the word normal means anymore, (laughs) uh, but we're, we're not in anything that looks like normal in terms of the supply chain. You've still got truck drivers waiting for hours at the gates of both ports to pick up containers. You've got huge stacks of containers. I mean, it takes weeks for a ship to unload that comes in with a bunch of imports from Asia. So that's the backdrop. Meanwhile, the dock workers, we're talking 22,000 union dock workers who work at 29 ports along the West Coast, and roughly three-fourths of them at those two incredibly important ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. Their contract expires at the end of June. And if history is any guide, negotiating a new contract, which uh, hasn't happened yet, that'll probably start sometime in May, that could be a pretty bumpy ride. And if, if they don't agree, if there's any kind of impasse or in the worst case scenario, a strike, yeah, that could be hugely disruptive, not just in, in the U.S., but really around the world, because these two ports are just so important that once you shut down the system or even slow down the system, that'll have ripple effects as far as Rotterdam, Europe's largest port, all the ports in, in China. The consequences could lead to more product shortages and continued increases in prices for a whole range of consumer goods. 
people that are looking out for this say the odds for a deal without drama could be about 50-50 in this whole thing. Obviously, people want uh, better conditions, uh, better pay, all that. And these workers make the point that they were the ones that were working throughout the pandemic. As much as we had delays, they were still working around the clock, getting people their goods throughout the country. So, I mean, what would be a big sticking point in all this, especially if uh, maybe negotiations haven't completely started yet? Well, they haven't started at all. I mean, the union won't talk about their demands, though it's clear that automation is likely to be a sticking point because the so-called terminal operators, I mean, these are the companies that operate the shipping terminals. They're eager to bring in more robots, automate more jobs. The union sees that as a threat to the paychecks for their members in places like L.A. and Long Beach, where you don't have a lot of extra land. We're talking about ports that are right in the middle of very dense urban communities. Uh, The only way to process more cargo to move faster is so-called productivity gains. You you, got to do stuff more efficiently and quicker, and automation is part of that. Now, the dock worker's position is, hey, don't look at us in terms of talking about slowdowns and delays like you just noted. I mean, they, they worked straight on through the worst pandemic in a century. At least two dozen members died of COVID, according to reports to the union. And they say, look, it's the terminal operators who are in many cases controlled by these shipping carriers. These are multinational conglomerates that are charging, you know, 10 times as much to move a container from factory towns in China to the West Coast of the United States as before the pandemic. They're the ones benefiting from all this chaos. They lack incentive to invest in things like more people, better equipment to clean up this mess. They like the status quo. So the dock workers will say, Yeah, we make no apologies for being extremely well-paid. I mean, by blue-collar standards, they're extremely well-paid. Their so-called Class A dock workers can make upwards of $100,000 a year. Even casual workers who don't have any guarantees about hours, who don't have benefits, they start out at something like $32 an hour. But their position is, if you're looking at us as the problem in the supply chain, then you're, you're just accepting that huge swaths of the American workforce have been downgraded over decades. And this is the benefit of having a union. We stick together and we're doing vital work at a time when it's clear, given the supply chain problems, that our work is more vital than ever. But of course, if you're just thinking about how do I get stuff off a ship and into stores, this is a volatile dynamic because the shipping companies are making record profits and the dock workers are aware of that. And they're aware that they have high leverage given that any kind of impasse would have real economic consequences. And a big worry is because if you look to the past, there have been disruptions anytime, you know, contract negotiations come up. So I, I get a lot of people are looking towards that as a guideline saying, well, we might be in for some problems. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of trigger pointing, right? Like if you go back to the last time the contract ran out in 2014, the dock workers say that they got set up for accusations of slowdown, that the terminal operators suddenly would say things like, hey, you see that container that's like stacked right at the bottom of a six uh, container stack? We need that one right now. And then they would say, oh, look, the dock workers are going slower. The terminal operators say that the dock workers are going slower and the (laughs) truck drivers waiting for the containers who tend not to have very good relationships with dock workers blame the dock workers. Yeah. You know, if the history tells us that when there's a contract negotiation, both sides will engage in various shenanigans to boost their leverage and make the other side look 
like the bad guys. Right. Well, hopefully it does work out. Hopefully there are no disruptions, but just another thing to keep an eye out for. Peter Goodman, global economics correspondent at the New York Times and author of Davos Man, How the Billionaires Devoured the World. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.